Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Margot Brookfield. And I'm Julia Rogers. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, your source for inspiration and information to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. On the pod today, we have Aliyah Pialtos, who is the director of USA Gap Year Fairs, which is a fair circuit. I think you might have heard us mention it before, but there are 41 different fairs around the country that offer different information and opportunities for students to learn a bit more about different gap year options. And we also have with her today, Vicki Berman, who is a gap year alumni who has been representing programs at the fairs at our actually biggest fair in the country at New Trier in Chicago uh, for the past few years. They're going to be a wealth of information. And also we are launching season two of Gap Year Radio just at the start of another exciting initiative, which is called Gap Year Exploration Month. So mark your calendars, February, Gap Year Exploration Month. Basically, it's an opportunity for students, educators, program providers, everybody who thinks a gap year is a great idea to learn more about what's out there and to, if they've done it, talk about what they did and and inspire other people to take one. So one thing that you can do this month is follow the hashtag, hashtag explore the gap year and see what people are up to, see what information you can find. And also there's a bunch of events that are happening around this holiday as well. Awesome. Well, let's get to it. We've got a lot of exciting information to hear from Aaliyah. Good morning, Julia and Aaliyah, and welcome to the podcast, Aaliyah. It is super exciting to have you here today, and we are just thrilled to hear more about the USA Gap Year Fairs and the many opportunities there for students, as well as your history with the fair circuit and kind of what brought you to where you're at today. Thanks, Margo and Julia. Really um, looking forward to our conversation today, and thank you so much for asking me to join in. Well, we all love and know the fairs very well. And anybody who's in the gap year world is, you know, is familiar with the fair circuit, whether they're able to come on on some of the fairs or not. But it's such an important entry point for students to discover what's out there as far as gap year opportunities. So it's something that we feel really strongly about advocating for. Aaliyah, just curious how you initially became involved in the gap year industry and specifically the USA gap year fairs. Being an artist, I think, exposes you to a lot of different cultures, just learning about ways of making different um, traditional, whether that's, you know, Japanese um, glazes and clays, um, different methods that, that different cultures have utilized um, to create, you know, the things that we, we use every day. Um, I've, I think that that educational path for me has really um, informed my um, love of, of travel. And, and as a maker, you know, you can create work and you can send it off and it can kind of travel for you. And I think that participating in exhibitions that have, have moved across the world uh, for me has been a, a really amazing way to kind of extend my ability to travel. So my, my artwork and my ideas can impact different communities by existing in Peru or in Ireland or um, across the country in LA or something like that. Um, So thinking about, you know, how my work as an artist can help me reach other people in different ways. It's really, really interesting to to think about the the connections between that way of working and, and 
what my work at the fairs through the fairs, um, just exposing, you know, students and families to these amazing opportunities for learning, whether they be travel-based or otherwise work experience. There's a, a real rich, richness there. Yeah, that's great. I love that idea. I've never really thought about that as uh, art as a form of travel in itself. That's 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 deep, girl. It's deep for eleven o'clock at the mo- in the morning. <laughs> um, so you know, the the fairs themselves have been running for twelve years, and you've been on the circuit for four seasons, if I am not mistaken. I'm curious. Yeah. How? So, I mean, we've seen immense growth in the fairs. It started off with just a handful of locations. Now it's 41 locations across the U.S. and Canada um, some years. And I'm curious what trends you've seen in in being so intimately involved in organizing and executing these fairs as far as attendance, types of students, ages, just what what are you seeing on the ground there? Yeah. um, So very, very exciting. I I think in terms of attendance, um, you know, in this this past season, so the 2018 series, um, we, you know, met with almost 7,000 people in person um, to talk to them about gap year opportunities. Um, over the last four years, we've seen um, about about a 15 to 20 percent increase in attendance generally. Um, so it's really great to see even more people from from local communities come out and uh, take advantage of the opportunity to connect with all of these different program representatives from all over the world. Um, from, from a behind the scenes perspective, I think one of my, um, one of the things that I've noticed is um, the kind of shift in uh, the perspective of a lot of high school guidance counselors and educators um, that are really on board with promoting these opportunities. Um, you know, it's not uncommon to have a, a college counselor at a high school, um, but now we're seeing positions at, at high schools across the country that are postgraduate and gap year advisor. And that just makes me so excited um, that high schools are progressive enough to be creating these and and really seeing a need for roles within, um, you know, the educational system to um, support opportunities that aren't mainstream, that that aren't just, you know, um, encouraging seniors to follow that path, that traditional path of, of jumping right into college. That's really interesting, Aaliyah. And I feel as though even um, having been on the fair circuit for four seasons myself, I know that we started on the fairs the same year. Um, Seeing a a difference in just the questions that I receive at fairs, I feel as though, um, excuse me, my first year on the fair circuit, I got a lot more questions from families and students of like, what is a gap year? Uh, what is this concept that we're very trepidatious about what this could mean for our, our child um, and more nerves around that. Whereas now I feel as though, and Julia and Aaliyah both, I'm curious if you both have seen the same thing, but I feel as though in the past few years, I've seen much more not asking about the gap year, but rather here's what I'm looking for in a program or what does your program do or um, having a better understanding of the concept. And maybe that is a shift in some educators and just our society as a whole kind of becoming more used to that idea. I'd really agree. I think that students and families are coming in more sophisticated in kind of coming away from the, they're they're not just coming to learn the definition of a gap year, but they 
they have really detailed questions they they know a little bit more about what they want they're more they're more set in the idea of taking a gap year they're more confident in that choice and that's a that's a huge change so that's really exciting i wanted to talk about the gap matcher because that really um kind of satisfies that that need um and that shift between going from you know just helping people become aware of their options to actually giving them tools that would then help them to make those decisions in the most informed way. So um, a tool that USA Gap Your Fair has created and, uh, is the Gap Matcher. So if students want to go to gapmatcher.com, um, they can actually just take a little quiz of questions and based on their interests and goals for their gap time, it'll suggest a couple programs uh, for them. That's an awesome tool. And I've definitely heard students at fairs before saying, you know, I use the gap matcher and it matched me with this program. And so now I'm here, you know, talking to that program representative and asking questions. So I think that's a super useful tool for students. And Aliyah, I'm just curious if you wouldn't mind giving us the overview of if a student say, you know, I know that we're coming into our second month of the USA Gap Year Fairs 2019 season, there are still you know, roughly half of the fairs out here available for students and families to attend. So what can families expect from a fair? What does the schedule look like? Um, you know, what should they be mindful of or, you know, before heading into the fair and what can they expect in that space? Um, we start each event with a presentation by a gap year um, expert. So we have uh, gap year counselors that will talk um, through common questions about taking gap time. They'll define what a gap year is, um, what some um, typical questions are uh, that students may face. Um, they'll do a, a general overview of you know, how to start one's research, uh, why someone would want to take gap time, and then dig into some of the nitty gritty details like uh, budget and the college deferment process. So it's really a, an amazing overview of, you know, kind of everything you need to know in a nutshell um, to really jumpstart your, your research. And really thrilled to note that Julia is one of those uh, gap year counselors and speakers that um, hops on the circuit to share her wealth of knowledge with, with everyone. So I uh, just want to thank Julia for being part of that piece of the events. I love the gap year fairs. I'm the biggest gap year fair nerd. I'm like a roadie. <laughs> we're all roadies. I think we're all roadies. Yeah. yeah. We are all roadies. Yeah. Um, so again, the, the first 45 minutes to an hour is a, a presentation. We also invite um, guest panelists. Uh, we were just in Chicago and we had a number of gap year, local gap year alumni. So we try to uh, get students from those communities and parents as well um, to just talk about their experiences. Um, we really wanna support you know, and facilitate those conversations between those who are excited um, to take that next step and those who have, who have done it and been there and done that. Um, so we have some amazing panelists that join. Um, we also had some uh, college admissions representative, so the assistant director of undergraduate admissions at Northwestern joined us to talk about kind of the college perspective, taking gap time, and I think that you'll see um, more of that in the coming years as well. So we've got that presentation portion, and then we open things up to the fair, and we've got 
anywhere from maybe 25 to 56, I think is our highest um, number of programs represented at any one event. Um, so it feels much like a college fair, but I think it's much more exciting. Um, <laughs> really great groups of people from literally all over the world, these road warriors that travel to 40 cities and just talk to people about their, their options. It's a great event. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend getting to one if you can. And we, we want to wrap up this interview because we want to bring on Vicky to talk about, um, from a student perspective, what to expect from the fair. But before we uh, switch over to, to hearing from her, I definitely want to hear more about the scholarships that USA Gap Year Fairs offers to students. Can Aliyah, can you tell us a little bit about the requirements, the application process, and what you like to look for in applications, and maybe briefly about what students in the past have done with their scholarship money? Yes, definitely. Um, super excited to offer two $2,000 scholarships for students to take gap time. Um, we are giving you money to not go to college right away, uh, or maybe not at all. Um, college isn't necessarily uh, the answer for uh, a lot of people, and, and we want to celebrate that too. Um, this is This scholarship fund is something that um, I was able to start two years ago, and I've really enjoyed being able to kind of keep in touch with those who have earned their scholarships, um, hear about how the scholarships have impacted them. Um, so in terms of the application process, all you have to go do is go to uh, usagapyourfairs.org slash scholarships, very intuitive. All of the details are there, but essentially we would like to hear a proposal from you. Um, so 500 word essay, why you wanna take gap time. And we're also asking for a creative submission. Um, so that could be a video, a song, you could craft a poem, take a photograph, draw a logo, a sketch, design something uh, that reflects why you wanna take gap time. We're really looking for passion and intention. And the scholarship deadline for that is June 1st. Um, there are some eligibility requirements, so um, I would just encourage you to take a look at our website, but pretty much anyone who is intending to take gap time in the 2019-2020 academic year and participating with our Keystone programs or advisors that are listed on our website would be eligible for this scholarship. Do they need to have attended a gap fair, Aaliyah, to apply for the scholarship? No, not at all although we encourage you to do so, but <laughs> not, not a requirement. That's great. It's such a great opportunity to understand that you can get, there is money out there for you to take gap time. So without further ado, we're going to hear from Gap Year student Vicki. She's going to tell us a little bit about her fair experience, and we're excited to hear from her. So stay tuned. Thanks so much for being here, Vicki. And, you know, one of the things that we really want to know is how did you go about planning your own gap year and the search for programming? And did you go to a fair? And if you didn't, do you wish you had known about the fair circuit when you were planning your gap time? Um, yeah, so my gap year itself was a bit impulsive. Um, I wish I had attended a gap fair, but I never had the chance to because I had never really considered taking a gap year to begin with. Um, I was lucky enough to have one of my best friends from high school who was already on track to take a, she had already decided to take a gap year and her mom worked for a company um, that it was called Tips on Trips and Camps and they had already, they had been working with 
um, summer trips, summer program and gap program groups. Um, so when I initially decided to take a gap year, I basically called my friend and I was like, I am so stressed. I need to figure out what I'm doing right now. So I went and sat with her mom. We went over a few programs. I ended up deciding on a couple. Um, but then in terms of like logistics, um, I really wanted to go to one destination. I, I wanted to go to India and neither of the programs I, or neither of the companies that I'd spoken to would put me on their India trip. So, or, um, one of them wasn't running the trip. One of them didn't have any space. So I was basically just, um, I ended up deciding through that. I wish I had attended a gap fair and looking back going the past two years, I think going would have really allowed me to see all of the other options that I had as a gap year student. Um, I think because my best friend was already taking a gap gap year, I felt a lot more comfortable doing something that was very similar to her. Um, so she had two group trips planned and I don't think I could have done anything independently, but I think if I had gone to the gap fair, I would have realized that there are more independent options. Um, and like, there's so much more variety. Um, yeah, I think, I think going to the gap fair definitely would have helped me, but I don't regret not going because then my year would have probably been so different and I wouldn't change any of it for the world. So Vicky, I'm curious then having not attended a gap fair, um, I know that for the past two years, you've been coming back to the USA Gap Year Fair at New Trier, which is your own high school, I believe. Um, and it's actually the largest gap fair in the nation, which I would say is probably having been there. I've only attended that fair once as an exhibitor, but one of the most overwhelming fair experiences I think you could have just because of the volume of people that are there. Um, but what has that been like going back to your high school and talking about your gap year and representing the gap year experience at that fair? Um, it's always very surreal to go back and have all these people come up to you and ask you all these questions. So I went last year and that was right after my first semester and I came and I was like, oh, how much do I want to talk about my gap year? Literally, I wanted to spend the entire day talking. Anytime somebody would come up to me, I would be so excited to just like share my experiences and all the things that I loved about it and like all of the um, incredible experiences I had. Going back this time, I think, was like a little bit different simply because I am in college. I'm removed from my, I'm more removed from my gap year than I was before. Um, I was lucky enough to bring a couple of my best friends who also took gap years. And we always sort of talk about how like we love talking about it, but it doesn't really come up in conversation as much anymore, frankly, because people sometimes find us a little bit annoying when we're like, well, on our gap year, like we did this and that. Um, I think coming back this time, it was super interesting because I spoke on a panel, so nobody, I was a stranger last time, but then coming back this time, everybody sort of recognized me and like knew who I was and my story without me having to share it. And so the the questions were a lot more direct. Um, I think I really enjoy coming back to my high school because I don't, I look back on those memories with fondness and it's also super interesting to come back to my high school and talk about something that is so unrelated to my high school in general, but to share my experiences that I had with people that my, I think my gap year and my high school experiences are really separate. And it's really interesting to come back to my high school and talk about my gap year because I really am encouraging. I, I think I'm very encouraging of other students to take gap years because I had such an incredible experience. And so coming back and having that ability to like share those experiences with people that I think would really benefit from taking a gap year is just really cool.
one of the things I always notice is that students who've taken gap time are so eager to talk about it and they want to like share that in that experience. So I bet it was really great to have friends who've also been through that with you because you could just sit around and talk for hours probably about it. And, and you don't, and you have that kind of like bond with people that you already care about. So that's probably really great. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to go to school where so many kids have taken gap years. Um, so it's never hard to find somebody who did and to talk about it. Definitely. And, you know, I'm curious to hear what types of questions are you getting from students? What are they what are they concerned about and how do you address the questions in your own way from the student perspective? Um, I think the most interesting question that I got when I was there this past weekend, um, this one boy came up to me and my two best friends and we were huddled in a group and he goes, hey, I'm I really want to take a gap year, but I'm really worried that I'm going to go and not do school for a year and fall so in love with not educating myself in a classroom and I'm never going to go back. And for a, for a second, I was like, well, I guess that's like kind of a valid concern. You know, like I, um, I guess I could sort of see where that's coming from. And I actually didn't end up answering this question. My best friend, Olivia, had the better answer. And she goes, well, I feel like when you um, sort of ask that question, you think that high school is exactly like college. You're going to go to college. You're going to spend nine hours of your day in a classroom, and then you're going to go home. You're going to eat, and you're going to do homework, and that's it. And college is so different. It's so much more independent. You spend maybe three hours a day in class, and so the other, the, the rest of the, the time during that day you have for yourself. So I think my response to that would be it's not you're after a gap year I feel like you're more eager to learn but then the environment that you're put in after a gap year in terms of college is so different than your environment in high school that it's not it shouldn't be a concern at all that you won't ever want to go back because it is so different um I'm trying to think of any other questions I had I think that one was probably the one that stuck out the most um oh this one girl called me this past weekend and asked what's what's the hardest part about taking a gap year and my response was basically you come home from all these incredible experiences that you have and you expect all of your friends from home to be so interested and eager to hear about what you did and it's not that they don't care it's just that they don't understand so the questions that they ask might be a little bit ignorant or they might just not ask them at all and then you're going to feel like you don't have enough time or attention to sort of like spill all the experiences that you had because all of your friends are coming back from college and they can relate on living in a dorm and being on a campus and going to classes and joining Greek life and whatever else it is. And I think my response to that is basically, my response to that was, um, it's hard, but I think that's especially when you realize how incredible of friendships that you've made during your gap year, because you're able to turn inward and talk to those people that you had um, about those experiences. I was lucky enough to come home to a friend who had just come home from a different gap semester. So her and I were sort of in it together. Super randomly, there was a guy on my first semester trip who was on the flight home with me and I ended up becoming really good friends with him. He wasn't on my trip at all, but it was so nice to talk to him in the airport about like all the things that we had both done. But we we had this sim- a very similar itinerary, but we had very different experiences associated with those itineraries. So I ended up seeing him a lot during my time at home and we were just able to like talk a lot about the experiences that we had because it was so and it was so therapeutic to like have somebody else. So I think the hardest part is that your friends from high school don't understand, but then you make so many new friends because you turn elsewhere 
and you're able to build those new relationships with people from your group or other GAP alumni in the area. That is so valid, Vicki. And I know that Julia and Aaliyah and myself have spent extended periods of time abroad and that I think coming home and re-entry and figuring out how to talk about your experiences can be the hardest part. Um, but I, I would imagine as well being able to come. And I, I think it's really fun to hear you say last year felt like a different experience talking about your gap year. But I think right when you get home, being able to come to a fair or go somewhere where people want to hear about it and are asking those questions and giving you that space to discuss um, what has been such a formative experience for you is is huge in that sort of processing experience post-program or post-gap year, post-travel. Um, but I'm also curious, Vicki, just now, especially being a year and a half or so out of your gap time, what what do you think that other students should could be doing to encourage more students to take gap years? You know, how how do you think that we can get the word out more via our alumni students? I think something that I realized while being on my gap year is that it's not just made for one type of person. Um, when I was initially deciding to take a gap year, um, I had talked to almost all of my friends from home and actually none of them told me that I should. I had basically a week to make this decision and I went home and all my, my parents were like, yes, do it. My brother was like, yes, do it. But I wanted somebody that wasn't my family to tell me that it was a good idea. And when I talked to my friends, they were all like, no, that's probably not like your thing. Like you're ready for college. You don't seem that burnt out from high school. Um, and I remember specifically talking to my best friend about it who had already signed up to take a gap year. And she was like, listen, like I, I'm so burnt out from high school. I literally cannot imagine going to college. I think you're ready. Wherever you go isn't going to matter. Like you should probably just go to college. I remember she got on a flight. It was 10 hours. She came home and I decided to take a gap year, um, which was super funny. But I think there's sort of this stigma that a gap year is made for like one type of person or you take a gap year because you have one reason, like you're burnt out from high school or you just don't want to go to college yet. You don't know what you want to do. And I think coming off my gap year, especially my first semester, I realized that the people I was with all had such unique experiences for taking a gap year and the reason that they wanted to explore the world or just take a break. And it made me realize that anybody, like anybody can literally think of a reason to take a gap year you just have to want to um, and so I think in order to encourage students I, I definitely had this vision in my head that it was made for one type of person and in my head it was because you were burnt out from high school and that's not entirely true that's not true at all um, I've met so many cool students at my college in my college specifically who have taken gap years for so many different reasons one because they had like a career path that they wanted to pursue before they got here one is from Shanghai and spent six years um, in a boarding school and he was like well if I just go straight into college then I will have spent no, then I will not have spent any time at home in the past decade which is like ridiculous um, I think everybody has a, a unique reason and I think it can be more encouraging if students hear that there are so many different paths to take when taking a gap year rather than just one that's so great and I think that hearing that from a student is so much more meaningful than hearing it from any of the other three people on this podcast because um, we're already you know we're already on the other side of it so thank you so much for sharing that perspective that is so helpful and so powerful I think for students to hear so thank you Vicky and Aaliyah, I wanted to turn our last question to you. Um, I wanted to ask you, because you have your fingers in a lot of pies through the USA Gap Year Fairs and their parent company Go Overseas and Gap Matcher and everything. So I was wondering if you could give us a quick and dirty overview of what 
types of resources do you think are really helpful in, in students to planning their gap time and where can they find those resources? Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you, Vicki, for um, that feedback there. I think that, you know, your, um, your thoughts there really uh, show that, you know, high school is such a pivotal and stressful time, but it's also super exciting. And so knowing what your resources are and where you can get that information um, can be incredibly helpful as you're navigating this very um, important transition um, from high school to your next step. Um, obviously, USA Gap Your Fairs is an amazing resource. It only happens once a year, this crazy circuit of events. So um, we do travel to the 41 cities and highly encourage anyone who's vaguely interested, curious, skeptical about Gap Your Options to come and just, just take an hour or two out of your evening um, or your Saturday, Sunday to talk to some people about the Gap Year option. Um, also really encourage people to connect with uh, students and families who have been there before. So always asking um, you know, if there are a couple programs or options um, that you are looking at, absolutely try to connect with um, some uh, former program participants or gap year alumni, um, a really easy way to do that is to go to gooverseas.com. So um, Go Overseas is a review site for all different types of educational travel, including uh, gap year opportunities. And actually, um, Vicki did leave a review uh, for her gap year programs that she did. So you can read more about Vicki's experience on Go Overseas. Um, I'd be encourage everyone to go and check that out. Um, we have, we post real reviews. So they're all submitted by uh, the reviewers themselves. Um, we don't take down any critical reviews. We want to be an unbiased resource for um, students to really get to know like what, what those tips and what that feedback is from people who have been there themselves. Um, awesome. That's great. Thanks, yeah. Aaliyah. Yeah, thank you both for being here with us today. We really appreciate not only you, Aaliyah, telling us more about the USA Gap Year Fairs and your path to being you know, where you are today and, and encouraging the Gap Year movement nationwide, but also Vicki for just sharing more about your experience and searching for a, a program and figuring out your Gap Year and as well as the really wise advice that you have provided to other students through representing Gap Years at the fairs. So thank you both. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much. In there, Julia. Oh, hi, Margo. How's it going? That was a great interview. That was super fun. Um, so much great information and resources for students out there. Uh, and next up here, I know that you had a chance to speak with Jen Miller of the Travel Access Project. Uh, what sort of information did you gain from her? What, what are we chatting about with her? Well, Jen is a fascinating lady. She ha is a, a world traveler in her own right. She's actually world schooled her children. So they've lived all over the place and are now grown. 
And she is involved in the Travel Access Project, which is an initiative to get more people taking a gap year. In fact, their tagline is a gap year on every resume, which I think is great. It, it's it's a tagline that I am a little jealous that I don't get to use myself. But um, it's she's just a fantastic person. And she helps administer grants for gap year students, $3,000 grants that they are going to be putting out to upcoming gap year students, both out of high school, as well as students who are taking time off from college, people who are mid-career gapping, families who are gapping. So the grants are open to just about anybody who wants to travel and travel meaningfully. So she's going to tell us all about that and give us the guidelines for how to apply. Awesome. What a fantastic guest to follow up our Gap Fair um, resources segment. So let's let's get into it. Sounds good. Hashtag explore the gap year. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jen. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Julie. I really appreciate it. Give us a little bit of background on these grants. Where did they come from and you know, what's the history? So the Travel Access Project is a nonprofit that I co-founded with my friend, Sean Keener, who is the owner of both Airtrex and Boots and All. And it actually started when he and I were standing uh, knee deep in the river near his mountain house in Washington. And we were just talking about how lucky we felt to have had the travel experiences that we've had and how much we wanted everyone to be able to have those experiences and the ways in which that dovetailed with education in our personal lives and the way we valued it. And and over the period of six or seven months after that, we just decided that we wanted to create a legacy project and a way to give back to the community um, because of the way that travel had given back to us. And so to make a long story short, we started the Travel Access Project with the goal of getting a gap year on every resume. And we didn't have any idea how we were going to do that. I think maybe we still don't, but we're working on it. Um, (laughs) And we do two things. One of them is to provide grants for gap year travel. So this is our third year that we'll be awarding the grants. And we give up to 10 $3,000 grants for gap year travel every year. Uh, And the students who apply come from all over the world, from all different kinds of walks of life, speak different languages, have different plans. But what they have in common is is a shared value of education and adventure. And then we work to choose the ones that are at the intersection of deserving and motivated and we think are going to make the best use of the money and the, you know, get the most bang for our buck in, in the ways that it changes their lives and, and catapults them forward. And then we also are creating educational resources for anyone who travels with an, an eye towards gap year students, but also, um, you know, business people could use them, families could use them, individuals, uh, if they wanted to learn more about the countries that they're traveling to. I love the country resources uh, and you can find that at the travel access project website and backslash countries, I think is the, is the drop down link, but you can watch videos. You can see listings of books for adults and kids. Uh, I, I always send a link to it to my students, depending on which country they're traveling to. I think it's such an amazing resource. So that's, an, oh, that's thank a great, you. I'm glad you yeah, did that. yeah, definitely. So tell me a little bit about, you know, this is your third co or you're coming into your third cohort of grantees. So yes. with the first two cohorts, are there some student stories that really stick out to you about how the students use their funding and what they did? Um, you know, there are. The, the one that's right at the top of my mind right now is a, a gal called Michelle Zhang. And I, I think you know Michelle, don't you? Did you work Yes, with Michelle? she she was yeah. one of my students. Actually, she's, she's interviewed on this podcast, so I'm not surprised that oh, she really? stuck out to you because she also stuck oh, out cool. to me. Yes, she we interviewed her a um, few months ago about her travels, especially in South America. Like the, one, yeah. the independent part of her travels was the really video impressive. that she did going down the Amazon just totally cracked me up. Um, yes. but she was great. You know, she was in our very first 
year, our first round of, of grant selections. And so we were, I mean, we're still learning as we go, but that year we were really learning as we go, as you know, because you were helping mm -hmm. us kind of build the scaffolding for how to help these young people out into the world. Um, but Michelle was, from the very first time we spoke to her, so impressive in that she she had such a drive to do something interesting with her life and for herself. She had really clear educational goals and she had laid out this amazing plan of how she was going to meet those without a lot of help. You know, a lot of young people, mm. when they take their gap year, it's through a program that creates, you know, a safe space around them and the scaffolding for them to learn as they go. But she was just intrepid and it was out there on her own. And, and she did, I think, more than she probably planned to. Um, mm. And what's been fun is not just watching her through her gap year, but then watching her as she's returned. And she, you know, she went to, to NYU, I think, for a little while. And now she's, she's changing schools because she's realized that as a result, partially of her gap year, her, um, her plans for her career and her path forward are changing. And so that ongoing conversation with her has been really neat. And yeah. last year, she was actually on the selection committee for the second round of grantees, which was really cool. So we had somebody who oh, was chosen cool. the first year and had just had her gap year um, get to help select who would be in the second cohort. That's really neat. And what about yeah. your international grantees? Because you've had students from Tanzania and Vietnam and other countries uh, apply and be accepted. What are the differences in their, I mean, do you, do you notice any differences in their goals or where they are in their place in life and why they're choosing to take gap time? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think people take gap years for a lot of the same reasons, regardless of where they live. You know, they realize that there's more out there and that they want to use the world as their classroom. They want to gain some sort of information and knowledge and understanding of self or others or career um, from a space that's outside of their norm. So we've worked mm -hmm. with two students from Vietnam who are fantastic. We're right now working with a gal from um, Nigeria. Think. I'm just trying to remember, actually, because we have to, we have a couple that we're working with that are from Central Africa, uh, and we've had students, you know, from the United States. We've had some from countries in Europe, uh, and we've had there's another gal in Malaysia that we're working with who wants to do mm. part of her gap year in Germany. Um, so it's interesting to me that it seems to be a universal desire, a universal phenomenon that, that young people see the value of looking at the world through someone else's eyes and, and going somewhere else to learn something that they couldn't. Mm. They couldn't learn from home. Yeah, um, especially yeah. this generation. I mean, we're interconnected in a way that, right. I mean, that that is undeniable. So it really right. is an important part of education now more than ever to have that global competency. We think so. And that's why we haven't, you know, I just got an email the other day from somebody saying, well, this is great. Do you have to be American to apply? And I said, no, you wouldn't believe it. We've given grants to people from all over the world. And in fact, in some cases, Sean and I have talked about this Um it feels like some of the people who've applied from other countries, the money goes even further for them because they're able to do so much more uh, with the $3,000 than someone in a first world country who's also traveling to another first world country might might be able to do. So we're very open to applicants from all over the world. And, and you know, when we say we want to get, get a gap year on every resume, that doesn't have borders for us. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so what do you think makes a competitive application? What do you guys look for? Um... What do we look for? That's a great question. So obviously one of the factors is financial need. You know, if your parents are making $3 million a year and you've got $40,000 saved for your gap year, you're probably not going to be right at the top of our pile. So, you know, a financial need is one thing. Um, we talk about the intersection of deserving and motivated. 
Mm. Um, we, there are very few strings attached to our grants. We've funded people who have gone on programs, like we've, we funded several young people who went on Global Citizen Years programs because we think that they're just great, and, they, and the applications that they put together were compelling. Um, it's much more about who that young person is personally and what they want to get out of their gap year. If they can clearly articulate uh, their, their goal for their gap year and their desire for learning, even if they don't have it all put together yet, even if they don't know where they're going to go and they don't have their budget worked out and, you know, they don't have to have all their ducks in a row, but there has to be that desire for the intersection of education and adventure and the self-awareness that there is more to learn and that this is the way they're going to learn. Um, it's a multi-step process. You know, they, they fill out the application online uh, and then there are a series of two, at least two video interviews with Sean and I should they make the, the short list of of applicants. So, you know, we do a pretty good job of getting to know them as individuals and working with them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, mm. We don't expect it to be a cookie cutter type process. Sure. And what are the deadlines that people should keep in mind? So this year's applications are open right now, which is great. And they're open through the end of February. So theoretically, they will close on March 1st. I have been known in the past to extend the deadline by a day or two if people are <laughs> scrambling to get their last things together. Um, but in general, it's going to close March 1st. And we will notify the shortlisted applicants by the end of March. And we hope to have made our final selections um, by the end of April, beginning of May. Great. Yeah, that's that's a good amount of time. Yeah, it takes time, you know, to go through all of those applications. I feel like if they put the effort into writing them carefully, then each one deserves to really be read and considered. Um, and, and I try not to rush that process. For sure. And you mentioned that you're going to also host a webinar or zoom meeting to discuss the um yes. is it is it more of an informal faq about gap years in general or is it about travel access project tell us a little bit more about that and when that is so we're going to have a webinar on january 27th which is a wednesday i believe in the evening at six o'clock eastern time which will make it three o'clock on the west coast hoping to catch as many students as we can after school and that webinar is going to be a q a about gap year why you might want to take one it's in conjunction with the gap year exploration month um, mm -hmm. but also it's falling during the last few days of our grant applications being open so i expect that there will be quite a few questions last minute about how to how to get themselves in and position themselves well for their, their grant um, nominations for sure. And do, do you guys ever accept creative submissions? Has anyone ever wrote you a song or made a poem or anything like that? Or is it more straightforward personal essays and that kind of thing? You know, I love creative submissions and I wish we got more of them. Most people don't. Most people just send us like uh, they, they answer the questions. There is a space for them to upload a video or something different. Um, mm -hmm. And I would love that because to me that that would show um outside the box thinking already, which is of course right. one of the things that you learn on your gap year is all the different ways there are to approach a particular topic or problem. So I, yeah, I, I would encourage that if people want to do something fun, boy, it'd be so great to go through 200 written ones and then find somebody singing me a song. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> and um, your colleague, Sean, also told me recently that he is running through Airtrex, which is a uh, low cost air flight planning platform that there's going to be a gap year exploration month special just for uh, the month of February. And it's going to go, it's going to circumnavigate the world stopping in Europe, Bangkok, Singapore, and then back through to LA and New York. So that's a pretty cool opportunity too. That's going to be happening this month through, you know, your greater network. That's great. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, the TAP grants, people often ask, how are they funded? And one of the primary ways that they're funded is that Sean has committed a portion of the profits from his companies 
um, to yeah. fund these grants. He views it as a legacy project for for us. So, you know, when people are shopping at Airtrex to buy their round the world airfare for their family or for their business trip or whatever, a portion of that is going to support young people who are taking gap years. And I think that that's a great way to put your money where your mouth is if you value travel and education. Definitely. And Airtrex is such a great resource. I used it for my totally. round the world trip. Shout, shout out to Glenn. He's still there. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all for now, Jen. But thank you so much for telling us more about these grants. They're such an amazing opportunity to fund Gap Time, which we really value here at Gap Year Radio. So we will link to all the stuff that you mentioned. And thank you again for being with us. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. So, Julia, where in the world can people find us? So you can find the USA Gap Year Fairs online at usagapyearfairs.org. You can also find Go Overseas at gooverseas.com. They're on Instagram. They're all on Facebook. So you can find them many places on the Internet. You can find Gap Year Radio in many places as well on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio, online at gapyearradiopodcast.com. And you can email us any questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. You can also download the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a minute, we'd love for you to re- leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover Gap Your Radio. All right. So we tried to do a sign off for each podcast in a different language. So, Elia, I was thinking that maybe given your Greek ancestry, it might be appropriate to try something in Greek in honor of you being on the show today. Or Vicky, if you want to jump in with a, one of the many languages you encounter during your gap year, we can do that as well. Um, but would love to hear how you say thank you and goodbye in Greek and or another language. Gosh. <laughs> Margo, you're putting me on, on the spot there. I can say thank you. I do, no, <laughs> of course I can do that. Uh, uh, so thank you in Greek is ευχαριστώ. So ευχαριστώ to both you, Margo, uh, Julia, and Vicky. Really appreciate being here. Ευχαριστώ. I do. Ευχαristo. Ευχaristo. Oh, my goodness. Ευχaristo. <laughs> that's a good one. Ευχaristo. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Mayaya would be proud. <laughs> <laughs>